fun fact, audience, if you didn't know this already, I'm a huge nerd. He had a tattoo on his penis to remind himself. Not yet, I haven't. Girl, we got it all wrong, all wrong, all wrong. Selfish thinking so strong, so strong, so strong. The one to do be alone, alone, all alone. Yeah, baby. Come into my arms, yeah. Hello. This is statehood. (laughs) And if you're listening to this, then, oh, nope, the bunny ran away. Everybody, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, the bunny has left. Audience, you are unaware of this, but I have been watching a bunny out my window for the last, like, 20 minutes. Anyway, this is statehood. Welcome back. You might have noticed we've been gone a while. Or if you're listening to this in a binge, you haven't noticed anything, and I said nothing. (laughs) Yes, this is the Matrix. (laughs) Joining me, as always, are my good friendly co-hosts derek that is me i am derek you're my roar and anthony hi i'm anthony i'm on the left side of will even though we are not in the same room derek's on the right side based on the hand (laughs) gestures that you could not see correct but on my discord i did it correctly even though i had no intention of doing so what's funny is you guys are in a line for me so i'm above will and anthony is above me in a straight vertical line you're both above me. Well, oh, see, I did a horizontal line. This this is, hey, you're pulling some curveballs this late in the game. I have no idea how to react. I am what the youths call a power bottom this week. <laughs> I don't think the youths are saying that. <laughs> okay, youths, right into the show and tell us what you believe a power bottom is. <laughs> I can't wait till Derek's coworkers get to this episode. Hopefully they're all moved on back to school and they don't want to look at me in the eyes and they hear that conversation. But I will be guiding us through the wonderful, I can't believe we missed it, state of Minnesota. Localized next to Wisconsin, I believe. The land of a thousand lakes and butter. butter. Is that what it's called? The butter is to die for. I don't, I know nothing of their cuisine or their water features. Have you, Derek's looking at me like he water. can't believe the words I'm saying. Have you never had Lando Lakes butter ever in your life? I love Lando Lakes butter. It's the only butter I buy. Minnesota. From Minnesota. Oh, fun fact. From Minnesota. The more you know. Did you not know all their lakes are just butter? And Lando I, Lakes. I'm from Michigan, so I'm from the Superior lakes. lakes. I'm from the Superior Lakes state, quite literally, of Michigan. Yeah. Minnesota can suck it. Oh, there's some state rivals going on. You know, when I think of Michigan, I don't think of the Superior Lake. I think of the Lake Michigan. I think of Lake Michigan. valid. (laughs) All of these are valid statements. Is this Superior above the Upper Peninsula? So most of Michigan borders Yes, it is the northernmost lake. It is frigid, even in the warmest of summer days. I would say because of latitude and longitude. Yes, it's quite cold. There's also a large body of water that is hard to heat by the sun. (laughs) It's just a lot of AC (laughs) under the water. Man, that government funding has really gone nowhere. They just keep cooling the lake. They just keep dumping window AC units into the lake every summer, and we don't understand. (laughs) So much coolant runoff from those vehicles just goes into the lake to cool it down. I don't understand. All, all the unused coolant lines from the Ford factory just funnel all the way to the north end of the state. And this is why lakes catch on fire. Correct. Regardless, before 
we go to Minnesota. I will be taking us to Florida because we this 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 episode does not concern Michigan, even though we've spent a good four minutes talking about it thus far. Boys, are you ready to go to Florida? I'm ready it's a to little, sweat. Little, it's a little hot. It's a little. Yeah, it I'm is quite s- warm. I'm gonna be so sticky. You got to use a spatula to get me off my bed in the morning. And then I have to cut my uh, my sleeves off like Derek. <laughs> oh, and then you cut a little bit farther down. That way, you're working in the yard. And, oh, like, yeah. You just get this whole, whole side exposed. And then you get burnt. Der- like... Derek is wearing the high school 2010s high school style. And then what I do is I clip it in the middle. Cut that off. way, I get like a reverse bikini. <laughs> that way, it looks like the bi- the male bikini. It's very sexy. My neighbor Randy. His weirdly savage. his weirdly long nipples are exposed. <laughs> yeah, they call them finger nipples, and they're oddity to science. But Randy, my crazy cat lady, loves my inverse bikini because she gets to see all the magic. Now, is it Randy or is it Candy? It can be figured both. out yet. She's told me I can call it whatever I want, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's like Carol or Cheryl hey, from lady. Archer. It just depends on the day. <laughs> hey, you! She's a very nice lady. Terrifying, but a nice lady. Florida man allegedly shoplifts over how much from a clothing store? How much money do you think this man shoplift from a clothing store? The clothing store Playing the does game. determine the value. So we're talking about a Target. It's probably like $150, $200. Now we're talking about like some Gucci store. That could be thousands. I'm One, going with I do not have Goodwill, a store. and they stole $35 worth of clothes. 100000 100000 I, I wasn't even over 100 You went 100 pesos. It is somewhere in... Did you say pesos? pesos? I need to look up that conversion now. Is that in liters or is that in ounces? Thousand Yen. Pesos <laughs> to dollars. That's not how you spell dollars. And I have caps locks on for some reason. Dolores. One th- or 100,000 pesos seems to equal 45. They're five thousand dollars. Forty four dollars. Five thousand dollars. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. That checks out. That's my that's my guess. Yep. All right, well about five thousand dollars. No, this man shoplifted over twelve thousand ah. dollars from a clothing store. Yeah, thirty five seems a little low now. Like two hundred and fifty thousand pesos. I would like to know if this man spent like several trips shoplifting all this, or if he like just looted a supply truck as it came into so the this is where you're wrong all entirely this is a um, oh? i'm wearing all the clothes on at once scenario so he came in with a very large <laughs> man and he was the skinny man what they did was they swapped clothes halfway through and he put on a bunch of clothes to walk out they're like oh there's the skinny man and the big man but what you don't know is this big man now is wearing a black shirt which slimmed him down i feel down. like anthony and i have both no, identified on. yeah the, the big man taking off his clothes, clothes does not make him a skinny man hold on but he was wearing black and depending on the angle he walked out, he might look and appear skinny. <laughs> it might seem he's the pancake thinner. man, and he just turns sideways <laughs> to anybody that looked. He's at him. flat standing. Did I also tell I you that book. his accomplice, the fat man, was Mister Fantastic, and he just stretched back to his normal size on the way out? The he store. went slow. Uh, okay, so why did it take two people? Why didn't Mister Fantastic <laughs> just go in as a big man? skinny down and then put a bunch of clothes on well because you can't you can't shoplift by yourself you always need a lookout so as you're putting the you do clothes need a buddy. On, buddy system and they're starting to stretch you gotta just get bigger and bigger clothes size so your friend's getting the bigger clothes and walk out on that way it makes it look realistic now when i watched that with 17 hats on that's what i would have questioned him but i said that man's got style i like it that's a lot of hats <laughs> i'll, I like I'll them allow hats. it <laughs> we've spent far too long on this this initial 
article. I mean, you have to cover it when you're talking about Mr. Fantastic. That's true. It's not every day John that he comes out Kutzinski. of hiding. John <laughs> Florida man tries to buy a honey bun with a car wash coin. When he fails, he fills the store's lock with glue. Okay, hold on. (laughs) A car wash token. They're getting a hell of a deal selling him that honey bun. (laughs) The honey bun is what, like, $2, $3? Maybe $2 with inflation. The car wash is probably, like, $5 at least. More likely $8. Yep. That's a good swapsie. Now, the glue in the lock, was he locking the container full of the honey buns or the store and locking people The up? store. Oh. I think he was locking the people in the so store. So did he steal glue and glue them out or he brought his own glue for the lock? That's a lot of I'm prep. going to I'm going to assume that he just had glue on him. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he got it or why he had I it. I carry glue with me all the time. Oh. So you're the kid who eats paste still at an advanced no, no, age. No, no, no. It's, it's in case I need to glue things together. I refuse to use tape for any scenario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a glue man through and through. I prefer finishing nails. <laughs> Good old finishing nails. Ah, uh, your clothes won't stay on. Let me help you there. <laughs> the least convenient option. I don't have staples, nails. but what I do have are finishing nails. <laughs> Let me tap that into place. Uh, I don't think you need to hold my sunglasses to my forehead. <laughs> Clink. All right, they're there forever. All right, and ow. <laughs> Can you say ow on three? One, two, ow. Naked Florida woman charged after setting bushes on fire for a celebration. Celebration in quotes. Now we have to ask the question. Are we talking about a real bush or her bush? (laughs) Did she lit her (laughs) bush on fire and get arrested? Or a a street bush? (laughs) I would be lying if I didn't say I had to read the article title twice to ensure that it said bushes and not her bushes. It could be a bush party. You don't know. It could, could be. be a bush party. Yep. It could be one of those all-natural living places <laughs> in Florida. They all just have bushes. And it's a bush party. And like the wildfires, you have to do control burns every once in a while to clear the foliage. <laughs> to allow the new growth. <laughs> you got to let the seedlings sprout. I regret bringing this to the table. you got to let those new seeds sprout in the heat. We all know pine cones only work if there's heat. Florida man-style teenagers break into an $8 million mansion and hold boxing matches. What is a Florida-style teenager? Well, it's Florida man teenagers. There should be some uh, I thought, some punctuation I thought there was just this there. new group calling themselves Florida man teenagers, and they're just like, we're not quite men yet, <laughs> but we could be teenagers and we do stupid things. No, no. Florida teenagers break into $8 million mansion and hold boxing matches. Ah. Uh. Been Why there, this... done that. It does. That was your bachelor party. <laughs> um, this reminds me of the episode of American Dad, where they have hobos fighting in a nice house. So, Good. were these real fighters? Hobos? Was it the Bush ladies? We'll never know. The thumbnail does show quite a large group of adolescent boys just surrounding what looks like four other adolescent boys as they throw down. This is Fight Club. But someone we, talk about it. We it, had a fun fight it. club going on for a little bit in the fraternity <laughs> until someone hit their head on a dresser and had to go to the hospital and get stitches. You know, that is why a fight club would end. Yeah, what seemed like the draw the line in the sand moment. And, you know, it, it was just real, real poor management. <laughs> the, everybody was standing in a circle around these people that were boxing each other. 
and we had the actual boxing gloves and everything. This was this was not good, just bare least. knuckles. This is this was a legit fight. You're right. This, this sounds was not better bare than knuckles. More. This wasn't even brass knuckles. They were gloves. It sounds better the more you explain it. Continue. Yeah. Yep. And the one guy got punched and stumbled and fell over, and the crowd instead of catching the person just parted as, as and allowed crowd him to is pass through to do. into the dresser. <laughs> Good. If if a crowd is forming a ring on a consensual fight club, their one job is to make sure people don't fall into things outside the crowd. Now, yep. my preferred method is to catch them as he falls and then wave surf him out an open window because he's lost and now the group <laughs> oh. is sacrificing him. <laughs> Exile. Exile. That would have been very funny, too, because we were on the third floor. <laughs> and the dresser was on the bottom of the third floor out of the window. <laughs> Unworthy. Unworthy. Florida man attacked by alligator while playing catch near a pond. I feel like that's just common news down there. Right. That's just Florida. That's that just must be a daily. Was like, he taunting the reports. alligator? Oh, was he playing keep away from the alligator? And the alligator oh, really wanted the ball. Don't the like alligator that. might have been the catch buddy. They they hate playing monkey in the middle because they don't understand what the monkey is because they've yep. never seen one. They before can't jump. And they get mad. So. They can't. They can't jump. Yep. And they can't turn around very quickly. They have tail and bite, and they're gonna get the ball either way. It's true. Southern Florida man finds human remains in a shallow grave while searching for his chicken. <laughs> Why do I want this to be like a bucket of KFC chicken and he like dropped it off somewhere and he's like, my chicken, and then he my found chicken. it. My chicken. Where did I leave my chicken? No, 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 this has to be an actual chicken. He's like, hey, hey, where did you go? Hey, hey. Oh, we're going to the chicken, hey, hey? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Mr. Cluckers. No, it's hey, hey. It's hey, hey. It's hey, hey. Uh-huh. You respect him. He hey. was Moana of Motunui. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> copyright, copyright. <laughs> and finally, suspicious Florida woman who was angered by her husband's fresh haircut files for divorce. It was so fresh. I <laughs> it was oh, too fresh. <laughs> maybe it was so fresh she didn't recognize him and thought it was a new man. Why'd you get a haircut? Oh, there it is. No. It's like when you shave when you're when you're a new dad and you shave for the first time in front of your child, then you present your bald face to the child and they just do not know who you are. <laughs> they start crying. Yeah. Now my you looked like that. dad and now you don't. My goal is to shave it off and then like one of those little magnetic faces where you can pull the little stringy stuff around and make new faces. I'm gonna put it on my child and glue it in place. That way my child Excuse has me? my old facial hair. So when they grow into it, it looks normal. I like this idea, but you just keep it on yourself, and then one like one day you're just sitting there, and the child's staring at you, and you just pull it off, and then put it back on. I like the idea of putting on sticky tape, like shaving, putting on sticky tape, and just ripping it off one day, being like, double-sided you tape. made me do this. I'm so angry, I'm going to rip my mustache off my face. Good. Good. Then he's gonna go to school the next day and be like, "Hey, hey, my dad just ripped his entire mustache it's, off it's, his face." Guys, I watched my dad pull his beard off. What's on his the back face? of your neck? Oh, that's my dad's beard. He taped it to me after he ripped it off. <laughs> I have a hairy neck. What's that on your back? It says "kick me," and also there's a goatee on it. <laughs> Always watching. <laughs> All right. Well, that is what I've brought to the table for this biweekly iteration of Florida Man. Let's go get some. Let's go get some money. money. Just not much. Just some money. Just, just, 
squeak at least just some while we go back to the midwest yeah okay i was like i think that's i'm pretty i don't know what else it would be <laughs> eh, it's it's a weird state it's just southern canadia yeah it's canada essentially <laughs> they have timmy who's All right, we've stumbled our way into Minnesota, which we in the middle of that ad break and come back mid shit. (laughs) (laughs) You know we were looking up Tim Hortons. We're definitely people, but we'll also pooped on himself in the middle of that, and that's why he was screaming and he came back. Don't listen to this man's slander. Regardless, we've stumbled our way into the forgotten state of Minnesota. Look at that, Tim Hortons doesn't extend down into the south. It really doesn't. I yeah, I have two on my street. They stop at Columbus, basically. They get real sparse after that. All right. But I have for us a smorgasbord of Minnesota. Mi- Min- Minnesota. Artifice. Are you taking my, my whole to... thing here where you do a bad accent? <laughs> ha- Happy Leave Erickson Day. Happy Leave Erickson Day, Paul Bunyan. Fun fact. I didn't know who Lee Erickson was for the longest time. Looked him up supposedly a Scandinavian explorer who discovered Minnesota before Columbus landed on the East Coast. And that's why they make one of them in SpongeBob, because SpongeBob is in one of the Great Lakes. Dinger Durgan. Yep, SpongeBob, localized in the Great Lakes. Uh, Bikini bottom. Bikini bottom. Look at the shoes. Goo Lagoon. Anyway, Minnesota police accuse those who take free books to be thieves. (laughs) The internet is up in arms. They were free. (sighs) <laughs> Anthony has localized the problem. I see what the problem is. Now, where was the books being held? Now, huh? I know there's local things called, like, drop-a-book-off areas. I don't know. The, li- the library shacks in neighborhoods where there's a bunch of free books in an enclosed area at, like, the entrance of neighborhoods around here. So you can t- We do have several of those around here, too. Books. So did they just clear the whole thing out and say, free books? And then that might be why <laughs> they're in trouble. They didn't leave enough books behind that they took. It's it's essentially that, yes. But what if there was a big family and it was one book per person? No. Mm. Ah. We have Plattsville going on here with fucking 19 kids and counting. All right, here's my... He, uh, an example of why I love journalism. Here's a page, Turner. Hyphen. Ha, ha, ha. The internet is policing allegations made against local literary lovers accused of being book thieves. Mm. So there should be pages. A police department in Bloomington, Minnesota, is getting some flack for tweeting about thefts from a Little Free Library, a community-donated library that allows bookworms to help themselves to a book and bring back another to contribute. Hmm. It's like geocaching, but books. So, here's what I do. When I fancy a good read, I take an old math book from college and replace one of the good books with a math book. That way, I infinitely piss off the next person because I want a good read, and now there's math problems I have to do? This is upsetting. I just, I dilute the, the whole there system. Is, there is a special circle of hell for people I like I have, that. in my vision right now, two Dr. Chang books of drawing... I have a couple GSW books. Derek listing our old college textbooks, notably architecture. Well, sometimes I get bored and I want to, like, you know, kill an ant or something, and I need one of those books. Uh huh. I have a full bookcase right there. Not one of our old textbooks is on it. Yeah, I keep trying to get rid of them, but nobody wants old architecture or AutoCAD books. 
Nope. There's an entire shelf on this that's just D&D books. Nerd alert. Correct. Fun fact, audience. If you didn't know this already, I'm a huge nerd. He had a tattooed on his penis to remind himself. Not yet, I haven't. Well, I guess I'm Little Free Library is a non... (laughs) Can't be hanging out with nerds. (laughs) I'm sorry. I was more disturbed by the fact that he almost got a nerd tattoo on his weed. No, no, no. That's fine. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Listen, don't open the door if you don't want me to walk through. Oh, it says nerds. Oh, never mind. It's just a nerd. <laughs> Love that candy. Little Free Library is a nonprofit based in Hudson, Wisconsin. More than 100,000 Little Free Libraries exist around the world, okay. according to the organization's website. After some thefts from little libraries in our city, officers and staff came together to donate a bunch of books to the libraries. Now people can use and enjoy them again. The Bloomington Police Department tweeted this ahead of the 4th of July weekend. I'm going to tell you right now, if I had a local little book stand and someone took all the books out, I would be in the impression that, A, I never, ever, ever, ever looked in the book stand and if there was books in there. And two, why is anyone reading a physical book anymore? Period. <laughs> so you took, you, you did something good. You're probably going to recycle the book for me. You've saved a tree or two, I think. Thank you. If I saw if I saw a little library outside my house that I personally tended to and I saw that it was empty, I'd think, wow, somebody took the books. Cool. It has served its purpose. Best Derek's take on this. I, I'm thinking now that Derek is part of a very, very rich neighborhood that his little free book <laughs> library thing is actually just a bunch of Kindles. <laughs> Who actually reads tablets. real books anymore? I use my Kindle that I got I from the free my library. Butler read me the paperbacks. And I read Derek, the Kindles. Derek lives in the suburbs of Columbus. He is too posh for us Watson, these days. Read me my Kindle. <laughs> Tell me the daily stock tips from 1930. <laughs> the Birmingham Police Department. Birmingham? Bloomington. The Bloomington Police Department suggests someone was taking the books from the library, adding that, quote, it is common that they are then sold for a profit, which is not the intent for the libraries, now, end quote. Now, what we don't know is this is the Hamburglar's cousin, Bookler. He just loves stealing <laughs> books. But critics on social media took offense to the, quote, theft comment, and some users confused as to how anything was stolen if the items were being free to begin with. He's got a good point. There. How can you steal something... Free officers, one user responded. It's not a very good sentence, but it is the tweet. I like it. How can you steal something free, comma, officers? Huh. That's a good point. Like, if I stole a box of tissues from work, does it imply that it's free because it's just sitting out for anyone to have? That's corporate theft. Um, (laughs) I'm ready to go there. Um, If I find a penny on the street, am I robbing someone who dropped the penny? Yes. Yes. You need to find I that need to man turn myself or woman in for all these crimes. Or they and give the penny. How back. many pennies are you picking up off the ground? Just, it's most of his income. Just one or two. <laughs> I make an extra twenty thousand dollars a year picking up pennies off the ground. <laughs> Actually, I just melt them down for the <laughs> copper. Imagine. Well, how many pennies? I mean, they're really old pennies. Yeah. Where's my phone? Don't do the math. It's just a your phone will error so out. Many your phone will error out at what are you asking? Another chimed in, quote, define profit, because taking every book from one of these things would net you about ten bucks at best at a used bookstore. End quote. That's at least one subway foot long now. That is at least one subway foot long. 
Remember when they were five dollars? Remember when I used to be listening to Jingle when I thought this was the good times, Ten. and now I want to go back to the good times. Ten dollar. Ten dollar <laughs> foot long. Take all my kids. Ten. Ten dollar. Oh, no. Selling my car Moving here on. excludes the fancy subs. <laughs> Half the menu is not included. In you this. want meat on that? Fifty dollars. Fifty dollar foot long. <laughs> One diligent watchdog pulled up to the little library's FAQ section on its website with the question asking, "Can anyone use a free or a little free library? Do I have to return the free books I take?" Highlighting the answer that reads, "The more, the merrier." Adding that users do not need to return the book that that they take but suggesting that they bring one back as they pass through. It just sounds like a terrible system. I mean, it's not a great system. I literally leave math books. This No one's like, oh, thank God, someone left me another math book. You're a monster. This is the problem with America. A blight <laughs> on society. Oh, boy, I got to get my structural read on today. <laughs> the Bloomington Police Department did not immediately return a comment as requested. However, they appear to have backtracked their initial statement tweeting, Quote, regrettably, in our previous post, we used the word theft to describe books that were being taken from a free library. We did not investigate this as a theft, nor take a report. We simply responded by donating books that our Bloomington Police Department staff brought from home. A human effort. The Bloomington Police Department. those were stolen, and then now the police are taking (laughs) it personal, (laughs) and they're reporting it as a theft. Um, We left books. We called it a theft, but we didn't actually treat it like a theft. What if they were the same books? Oh. They bought the books from the people who stole no, the books. No, what if they stole the books? An in, they got a mole. Oh, no. They stole the books, and then they made themselves out to be the good guys by returning Crime new is really books. down. They've actually done such a good job, they're making crime to report crime. <laughs> but they don't want to break any rules. They're trying to, like, petty crimes. All right, boys. I got to fill my quota. Squirrel gets drunk off bad pears. Nice. Teeters on railing. Minnesota woman's video shows. Fantastic. Now I'm going to share this video with you boys. Oh boy. Mm. I don't We're think my computer it. can support watching a video. It's understandable. Um... Got a computer? You have a fucking Macintosh <laughs> one. It's one of those crank start ones. <laughs> I just have a hamster running it to keep it going. All right. Oh wow. Oh, so the squirrel's sitting there, and it looks like he's in some weird house that's bending him backwards. Oh, he's slowly going farther back. He's kind of what we call groundhogging it. If I, if I, oh, he snapped back awake. It looks like, no, he's going back again. You can definitely tell that the oh. fence post is intentionally made to feed squirrels because it looks it's, like a little, a little park I bench. have a little table in my backyard too for mm-hmm. corn. Exactly. Yeah, they it sell looks those like, it looks to like screw a right bench. onto the fence post. Yeah. I don't doubt it at all. What's like funny is the he almost like he's about to pass out twice, then he goes back to normal, and then he he just slowly just like tilting backwards until he's like, whoa, what? Interesting. Yeah, I would say that's what we call a pretty messed up squirrel. And then he goes out to eating his nuts. Wow. Okay, I, I understand what we're doing here. Continue. A Minnesota woman removed some bad pears from her refrigerator and left them outside for the squirrels. Oh, this is her fault. One okay, of, good. This is her fault. Okay, yes. very clear. <laughs> One of which was captured on home video looking drunk on the fermented fruit. Mm-hmm. Quote, the old pears I left out for the squirrels had apparently fermented. Whoops. 
she said. How long do you have to leave pears in a fridge for them to turn into an alcoholic state? She just hit fast forward on the she fermentation She put it in her instant pot. Instant That's pot. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had the we audience. We explicitly had this discussion before we started recording. Kids, buy your your parents' instant pot. Throw whatever you want in there to be alcohol and be amazed by the results. We have no we have no advice as to how long or at go what, to a house what temperatures okay. or pressures. High school to put kids them on. listen to show. Go to a house party with an instant pot. Put like nope, don't potpourri <laughs> or put like a battery or something in the instant pot. Turn Especially it, not the battery. Turn it to pressure cook, <laughs> and then when it comes out, it'll be fermented. The kids will love you because it's like free beer. Our battery. I need, I need to add a lot of. I, so I need to add a. <laughs> I need to add a lot of asterisks to what Derek just said. And then, do not do these things. Nah, and then when you're done with the battery, if you're like, guys, you're like, whoa, that was a good fermented battery. Then you put like OJ, and you put some like cranberry juice, and then you put another battery. I don't think in there. a whole person will fit in an Instapot. Excuse me. Why are we putting a person? Why are we putting in a person Instapot? in an Instapot? <laughs> you, well, we're not talking about OJ Simpson. <laughs> I think we could take his hand, maybe. I think his hand might. Fit. His hand won't fit. It didn't even fit in a glove. He could fit the, the lowest swing he could have taken. Now, if OJ killed his wife with an instant pot, would there have been any mess? Because it would have been fermented and they would have been able to find her. Katie, who took the video, told Minneapolis based uh, Fox 9 that the squirrel first ate just a little bit, then ran away. But then he came back, and he was clearly inebriated. <sighs> Once she realized what was going on, she took the forbidden fruit away from him. So I'm trying to imagine, so a shot glass proportion to a human is like the palm of your hand, right? Palm of your hand is like a shot glass. Excuse me? Shot glass size, like you're putting a shot glass in your palm of your hand. It's about the size of the palm of your hand. My hands are much larger than a shot glass. All right, we're talking about a 5'8 individual's palm with a normal hand size. None of us are 5'8". So picture a 5'8 man, okay? He's got... We're all all rather tall people with big hands. All right, all right, here we go. Picture Big Bird's big thumb. That's the size of a shot glass. Oops. So imagine that proportion. Can I just picture a shot glass? <laughs> okay. So that's a shot glass. Derek, I think it's safe to assume that everybody knows who is listening a to this. Shot a shot glass to a human is like. a shot glass to a human. Okay, gotcha. Yes. So, I mean, that's a simple way of doing it. I'm trying to do this without numbers. So, so let's picture a shot glass. Now, what is a squirrel-sized shot glass? Is it like... Uh, a piece of corn. It's like, like a kernel a of corn. I think it's about the now, size of a palm of a hand. Of of a, of a <laughs> thank you of a chipmunk. You see, now we're on the same page now. So it fits in the palm of a chipmunk. That's the size of a shot glass for a squirrel. A squirrel. No, no, no. It would be like a full like twelve ounce can for a chipmunk. Oh no! Are you thinking chipmunks and squirrels are different sizes? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, you haven't, you haven't seen the squirrels I'm talking about. So, all right, audience, let's scroll back. So you have Big Bird's thumb in your hand, and it's about the size of a shot glass. Now picture it scaled down to the size of and a Big squirrel. Bird is saying, please give back my thumb. <laughs> He's screaming. Ignore him. He's bleeding out in the other room. Don't worry about it. So now picture a couple bites of a pear. It's probably like a few shots. So what I'm trying to get at is the squirrel's wasted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what specifically, but somewhere in there, I will find the episode title. This <laughs> so was thumb is in your this hand. was the perfect exactly. example of the "It's Always Sunny" meme with all the string. <laughs> the red string wall. Yep. <laughs> the conspiracy. Wall. So what I was getting at is the squirrel's drunk. Good. It does not take much pear relative size of shot glass 
to get Squirrel Dark. Katie's video shows the little critter in an apparent daze, teetering on his hind legs. It says hide legs, mm. which is not correct. Mm. I mean, you, on its hide, they are covered with hide. Yeah, they are covered with also, squirrel hide. Also, have you asked a squirrel what he wants his back legs to be called? We're kind of assuming a lot here as a society. It's valid, I suppose. With uh, On his hind legs, with his front paws in the fruit bowl over the weekend, the squirrel appears to wobble and sway, his feet steady on the wood block, but his head starts to tilt to uh, one side saying, arms and then weak. snapping back to the other. <laughs> or sorry, legs weak, arms heavy. There's vomit on his <laughs> squirrel hide already. <laughs> Mom's fermented pears. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Good. Quote, those pears were so old, I bet they fermented, she told the station. Uh, the quote continues, and then he got drunk, and I did not mean to do that. So when I went out, I grabbed all the pears. Did she ask for the his squirrel. keys before he walked off? That way he didn't get any kind of squirrel-led accidents up the tree highway. Hold on. The squirrel has a name. The squirrel, which was described as a frequent backyard visitor, is named Little Red. I like little shoddy, little Hollandaise, little little rapper. Do you say little Hollandaise? Little Hollandaise. Oh, a Hollandaise. <laughs> doesn't even make any sense. That doesn't look like a red squirrel at all. It really doesn't. Anything, I would say that that's a fox squirrel. A little fox squirrel. <laughs> little fox squirrel. <laughs> little foxy. Oh, <laughs> Papa Fox. Papa Fox. <laughs> In the morning, he came back for his little hangover breakfast, and he's been fine ever since. Just vomiting the sugar's violently in the fruit. on the picnic table, just vomit everywhere. <laughs> Here's the wild thing. The Bang. sugars and fruit can ferment in a refrigerator if exposed to yeast. Oh. Do you keep yeast in a refrigerator? This is a genuine yes. question. Anthony says yes. Probably. I think. <laughs> Probably. I'm going to Google, where do you store yeast? Refrigeration of dry yeast for short-term storage, smaller packages. Interesting. Of active dry yeast and instant dry yeast, once opened, should be stored in the refrigerator for up to three or four months. Telling me to make wine, I just need grapes in my fridge and yeast. Sort of. Mm. 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 Dis- <laughs> discarded <laughs> fermented fruit can be linked to similar incidents in the past, including a pack of drunken raccoons spotted in Canada last fall and another pack in West Virginia that the authorities initially suspected had rabies, only to discover they had gotten buzzed on crab uh, We apples. killed all those raccoons because yeah. they were just drunk. Guys, they were just <laughs> drunk. <laughs> oh, no, the humanity. Hey, Derek, are there any silly things we can do in Minnesota? No, it's a very serious state. It is. Damn. <laughs> Why would you even ask that kind of question? I, I went to give Derek a layup, and he just did not react at all. He just stood halfway through well, on the court. What you gonna do, statehood of nation in Minnesota? Now, you might Discord. Discord said no. I don't know about you, Anthony. I didn't hear. Oh a yeah, that sound cut out very that. hard. <laughs> well, that'll be fun with recording, and I'll use something at home now. I don't know what them Minnesota sound like up there, but I'm going to talk like this instead. So we're going to go through the six of the weirdest roadside attractions in Minnesota from from a two-story down here in Minnesota and Bayou. Derek, I don't know what you just sent Uh us, but I'm concerned that whatever you're about to talk about, I need to already redact. Now, I did say when we started this, I wonder if this is going to cross some lines. It does not. 
Well, I don't know if that's up to three white dudes to determine. I read the description, Will. Rocky, Taco Knight, in Silver Bay, the bulbous figure, which is made of steel storage tank, dons a hard hat and is holding a pick atop a boulder of Taco Knight. Oh, the Taco Knight mines. The statue name. What on earth is Taco Knight? That actually, it's, uh, they can get, uh, iron ore out of, uh, Taco Knight mines. Oh. The statue, named Rocky Taconite, represents the industry that drew thousands of people to Silver Bay in the 1950s to mine for Taconite, and serves the city of Silver Bay's mascot, which to some may be a little outdated. The statue was dedicated in 1964, and for several years after a local woman crafted bobblehead Rockies with Silver Bay natives, brought with them around the world. Interesting. So, I'm not going to describe what we're looking at, other than it's a small, <laughs> bulbous lad with a hard hat and the thing and we're gonna stop right there uh audience if you would like to i'm look going up to this, say uh, it, it's only because he spends most of his time in the mines oh, <laughs> yeah. oh or just, it's just color dirt. of refined iron it's just <laughs> so much audience if you would like to look up this potentially very problematic statue you go right ahead yep. <laughs> our next weird rosette attraction is car hit by ufo and warren Oh, not the UFOs. At the is there a Marshall, statue of this car? There is, car hit? There is just an actual car. If you want to see the no. car itself? Not overly excited. Sure. No. At the Marshall it's County just, Historical Society Settler Square Museum. Talk about the longest title of museum in the world. Marshall County Historical Society Settler Square Museum. In Warren, there's an old squaw car that folklore says was hit by a UFO. Oh. Val Johnson, a Marshall County Sheriff's deputy on August 27, 1979, hit something with his squad car on 2 a.m. Johnson apparently saw an orb of light above the road, and the last thing I remember was driving into the light, and then seeing the orb enter the car through the windshield before going back out. Hmm. He woke Interesting. He woke up 40 minutes later. There were skid marks from the vehicle for 800 feet. The car windshield and headlight were smashed, and both attendants were bent. Johnson was diagnosed with welder-type burns on his eyes. Hmm. My eyes. <sighs> you said antennas, and I thought you said attendance. And I was like, what? Welcome aboard, what sir. attendants that are just broken bent? In half. <laughs> bent does not sound like a good medical condition. You got the bents. <laughs> What's that mean? You can't ever walk straight again. How about the world's largest crow and Belgrade? Centennial Memorial Park in Belgrade, Minnesota, is home to what's called the world's largest black crow. The black. I need a banana for scale, please. Yeah, because this, this just looks like it's a normal, like actual <laughs> crow size. size statue. <laughs> all right, all right. You're... We have no context for scale. You see the birds flying underneath it. Uh, no. The big nope. crow dates back to the late 1980s when Belgrade was celebrating its centennial. The crow, which is about 42 feet tall, was added to the city to make it stand out. Oh. It's a 40-foot... Minnesota Big Crow. <laughs> the Minnesota Big Crows. <laughs> the Minnesota Big Crow. That's a quite a large crow. 42 feet's pretty tall. Well. Now... I'm thinking it's four, It's 40 feet from the ground. Much of that is just the pediment it's stood upon. Well, that's still a pretty big crow. <laughs> now, a shot glass to this crow is like... <laughs> Picture the foot. It's of, a five-gallon drum. No, no, it's the foot of Snuffleupagus. Oh, okay, yep. Classic folk hero Snuffleupagus. 
I, I did a Google search for Minnesota Big Crow. One of the autocompletes was Minnesota Big Crow with a gun. Oh, there's the version <laughs> where he's got a Glock. How about this beautiful, charming man? We're going to call him the Hobo Statue. Oh. <laughs> oh. It does look like a railroad hobo. I was concerned about the image of a crow with a gun or anything. <laughs> Ignore the crow with a gun. The hobo. Tell us about Hobo Man. The hobo statue was Hobo Park Campground in Marina and Starbuck. According to the city, the 1930s brought the depression and arrival of homeless people to Starbuck. Hundreds of hobos of all ages rode the rails to the western Minnesota city. Are you saying and they Starbucks? They would seek work for food. Yep. And all night would gather in a wooded area was now called Hobo Park. Now, this is Fantastic. a town who just leaned into being homeless and loves it. I mean, that was a lot of the, just the depression, I think. No, this is today community camaraderie poorness oh and before i do my last one guys what would you say this man is holding i'm scared a scorpion a xenomorph on a stick anthony i stand by my second answer <laughs> xenomorph on a stick i love it hold on i gotta get closer it's <laughs> uh, only made confusing because he looks like a paul also Bunyan. why is his leg so short <laughs> his legs are quite short he is quite dwarfish in uh build oh that's that's uh that's stick with a cricket on the end of it. A cricket? <laughs> it All does right. kind of look cricketish, doesn't it? Would you guys believe this is Saint Uhuru? Sure. Is this a Scandinavian man? Saint Uhuru, the legendary patron saint of Finland, who is credited with yep. chasing the grasshoppers <laughs> out of the country to save the wine grapes, stands tall in Menaha. This is the Scandinavian Saint Patrick. <laughs> yeah, little, little, little. Saint Uhuru's Holy. day. Which is mainly celebrated by those who are Finnish living in Minnesota and elsewhere in the Midwest is on March 16th every year. The statue serves as a way for visitors to remember the city and help citizens celebrate their ancestry. Did you say March 16th? <laughs> ah, this, this explicitly sounds like somebody heard of St. Patrick's Day, one of their own Scandinavian-based holiday, put it one day before and just called it, just made this up. I will say I was extremely close on my guess. <laughs> a cricket you were extremely were close, close on your guess. Yeah. So this is the dwarvish man who chases grasshoppers with a big stick. Saint Amazing. And Which is nothing like St. Patrick. <laughs> it's nothing he like St. Patrick. He chases the drunks. <laughs> and that is what you're going to do. Statehood edition Minnesota. Fantastic. Minnesota railroad tracks filled perfectly Placed with corn, spilled for more than one third, or yes, one third of a mile. One third of the planet's surface. Oh my goodness. One third of a mile is actually pretty pretty good, better than I expected. Right? That is intense. Now, I'm picturing like a horrible train movie. Now I say that I haven't seen a lot of train movies, but a horrible train movie where the front of the train gets hit and the whole thing in one fell swoop just swings over like a giant arm of train and throwing corn. No, this no, it's just sounds very like satisfying. it took a third of a mile for a rail car full of grain to just dump out out of the tracks yep. as it was rolling along. Pretty boring article, if you ask me, Will, but man, that is a satisfying it, picture. It, it's it's pretty boring, but uh, the right the imagery is very <laughs> satisfying. It's a very quick article. Oh my gosh, that is perfectly down the center. <laughs> there are going to be just a lot everywhere. of deer hit by the next train. <laughs> a lot of deer, yes. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of deer casualties along this railroad. 
a northern suburb of Minneapolis resemble a scene out of The Wizard of Oz this week after a freight train spilled enough corn to fill a stretch of railroad track. The photo of the impromptu yellow brick road, or in this case, several thousand feet of railroad tracks in Crystal, Minnesota, went viral after Mike Parker posted a photo to Twitter. Oh, good old Mike. The image shows bushels and bushels of corn appearing to perfectly fill the area between the tracks, creating a striking contrast to the snow-covered ground on either side. And the blood of the deer everywhere. Yep. Soon to be soon to be countless deaths of deer. I really wish They're that this was in the summer and it was bangus. super hot. And then the the <laughs> corn just started popping. Popcorn. Oh, that would be exciting. Man, now I want popcorn. Corn spilled on the tracks by my house. Uh, the ducks and deer haven't found it yet, though, Parker wrote. The ducks. After the initial post to Twitter. <laughs> after the initial post to Twitter, user... Alex Forrest shared the photo on Monday, and it went viral, gaining over 15,000 retweets and 109,000 likes. Who, so this man what? reposted over this poor man's in picture. a train track? Jesus, it, Derek, look at that. It looks so smooth. It, it does, but people, get a better social media. True. Many online immediately doubted how authentic the image was. This is the strangest, most aesthetically pleasing thing that I've seen all day, one person replied. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Another user, Jimmy Payton, described it as a substantial amount of corn. Quote, I bet the hopper bottoms come open and they didn't even know about it. Someone is going to have to answer to all of that. <laughs> Can yep. you imagine this car rolling up to wherever it's supposed to offload? They just open it and it's empty. I got your corn for you. Opens it up. There's uh, no corn. <laughs> hey, Dave, this is supposed to be full of corn. Yeah, what's the problem? There ain't no corn. What do you mean there's no corn? <laughs> By Tuesday, local media at the scene confirmed the photo was, in fact, real. The spill stretched for 2,000 feet along the Canadian Pacific Railway line, according to Minneapolis Star Tribune. Now, if you figured out the opening of the the hopper, uh, the bottom of the the gate, the slide gate thing, you could then calculate how fast the train was moving. (laughs) Don't make me do math. Let's do math. That's going to be math in the local area now. This is going to be the math a you train find in those car books. Has Derek, a, uh, <laughs> opening the, uh, two feet by two feet. <laughs> the corn was spilled out over two thousand feet. How fast was the train moving? <laughs> Hold on, Anthony. I forgot about this part. They do the math. Assuming the corn was about one and a half <laughs> inches deep the entire way, the Star Tribune estimated the spill would amount to about nine hundred bushels. That's about $3,400 worth of corn at Tuesday prices on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Anthony, the wizard himself. There's so many math problems that you could do with this. (laughs) I love math. No, you don't. You get rid of your books. I give the kids We've established this this episode. (laughs) The spill did not hamper train traffic through the area. Two trains were spotted on Tuesday making their way along the non-yellow pathway. Hey, kids, follow the Elbert Road and get hit by a train. Right on the end of corn. <laughs> Canadian Pacific Railway spokesman Andy Cummings told Fox News on Thursday morning. The ra- <laughs> told Fox News on Thursday morning mm-hmm. the railroad was made Cummins. aware of the spill. I hate this man. Was made aware of the spill along its right of way in Crystal. And that crews were working to clean up the spilled corn. Neighbors who live near the tracks told the Star Tribune they've seen grain spills before, but nothing like this week's. If temperatures were warmer, said Gary Bates, who lives next to the railway, birds would have swarmed the tracks. 
Quote, there are deer and raccoon in this area, but they're hunkered down, is my guess, Bates told the Star Tribune. They're ready they for did the not invasion. The They've dug their trenches and they're hunkered down waiting for the war to begin. <laughs> <laughs> the calm before the storm. Mm-hmm. All right, boys. Kevin's. That was aesthetically pleasing and very straightforward. Can you tell me some super unstraightforward laws that may still exist in this weird state? Oh, boy, can, boy, can I. I will start off with oh. one of the animals that was referenced in here, a duck. Uh-huh. Ducks! A person may not cross state lines with a duck atop his head. Hmm. So I must dismount my duck before I can cross into Wisconsin. Although it goes on to say, although a cute thought, but there just aren't any Minnesota laws that restrict anything like this. <laughs> Why do you have it? Minnesotafunfacts.com. We've, what we've told you is a lie. Um, you can't cross over to Wisconsin with a chicken on your head. That's what You're I just said. <laughs> you just said it, Derek. It do- the law doesn't exist. <laughs> you can't cross the state line with a duck on your head. This is a shit show. <laughs> Damn it, Derek, I just said that. Um, Citizens may Derek, not enter Wisconsin with a chicken on their head. <laughs> um, if you own an elephant, you can't park it on Main Street. Who in Minnesota has an elephant? Mr. Elephant. Anthony, please save me from this man. Your bathtub must have feet. That's just yep. wildly regressive. It is illegal to stand around any building without a good reason <laughs> to be there. So no casual loitering. No, well, it's specifically no casual loitering. Like if you are standing next to any building, even if it is a government building or anything like that, and somebody comes up and says, why are you standing on the sidewalk next to this building? You can be arrested. Oh. This one, this Oof. this one's bad. If a cat is found straight, a police officer must kill it. <laughs> oh, they must have Put had they must have had a real stray problem back in the day. Uh, another thing, crime against animals. If you kill a rat and bring its head to the town office, they'll give you ten cents for each one. What? Why? You got a rat? You killed it. Good job. Ten, ten cents is not. This worth is a law a that went away in 2015. It took all the way until 2015 to do to get rid of this law. Uh, <laughs> limits nursing homes and senior centers to two days of bingo a week. That's a shame. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Guess when that law went into effect? 2015? 1970. Close. 1980s. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh. Yep. Uh-huh. Let's see. Too much elderly gambling. <laughs> you can't tease skunks. Why would you? Tickle, tickle. Don't do that. Tickle, tickle in your anus. And then you blast right in the face. Uh, yeah, say farmers can't sleep with their animals, specifically pigs, cows, horses, goats, and chickens. Makes sense. Now those good. Well, goats are covered. Um, lambs. Oh, okay, I can sleep with a lamb. Areas where mosquitoes incubate or hatch are declared to be public nuisances. I would say so. <laughs> Who's in trouble there? Everyone, because I said the land of a thousand lakes. <laughs> I was off by a factor. A big factor. It was ten thousand lakes. <laughs> so many lakes. So Quite a few lakes. Technically, all of those are breeding grounds for mosquitoes. That's ten thousand public nuisances. Yep. Um, my last two. No airplanes can be parked in city parks. Makes sense. You can't okay. Crash, can't crash in a city park. Um, and you can't sleep naked in the state of Minnesota. Makes sense. No child under the age of twelve may talk over the telephone. Unless monitored by a parent. It's for all that sexting. All men driving motorcycles must wear shirts. 
<laughs> no topless motorcycle. Could you imagine if you're going down the highway on a motorcycle shirtless and you just get smacked by any bug? Just a piece of ass. Any bug at all. A rock from a dump truck. Yeah, no kidding. It'll well all of your nipple. Breaks your nipple. I was going to say, I'm, you'd be lucky to have the nipple. Oh, here it we go. Here's a good down. one to end on. No person oh. may be charged with or convicted of the offense of drunkenness or public drunkenness. Good. All right, we're going to Minnesota to party. As of 2010, hey! Minnesota statute 340A.902 titled Drunkenness Not a Crime. Amazing. <laughs> states that no person may be charged with or convicted of the offense of drunkenness or public drunkenness. Now that I can't see a problem with this at that all. That's a law I can finally get behind. Gentlemen, I have one more article that is sure to make your heads turn sideways in confusion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. Minnesota pilot rescued after plane entangles in power lines and dangles in midair. That's a bad pilot. That's a bad pilot. <laughs> You're not supposed to be that close. To uh, anything, yep, really. Okay. Yep. That's about what I thought it was going to be. Yep, it looks exactly like you would assume. Huh. I it didn't expect like it to be holding on by the wheel. It looks like the kind of, yeah, yeah it's the, the plane's just kind of grabbing I the power. Th- I it figured does... it'd be much more entangled than that. Right. Did he parachute out, or did he just slap the concrete? No, he I was, think he just he was stayed rescued. there. No, I would have jumped out, parachuted, <laughs> <laughs> broke my legs, the parachute would have time to deploy. Now, for a size reference, picture a shot glass. Uh-huh. In the hands of like the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> oh, very good, Correct. very good. That's Attack the size it. of this plane. Mm-hmm. Correct. A pilot was rescued Saturday after his small engine plane became entangled in high voltage power lines in Minnesota. I'm gonna call the man Tom because that is his name, but I don't feel like saying his whole name. Tom, Tom, age 65, was flying his Piper Cub south when he became trapped in the wires in Scott County around 4 p.m. The sheriff's office said. Authorities said they received a 911 call about the plane dangling upside down in the air in Louisville Township. Power to the wires was shut off, and rescuers near Scott Shakopee. Shakopee? Excuse me? Uh, one more time. Shakopee. No, I, I sent it to one you. One time faster. Shakopee. One more time faster. Shakopee. Shakopee. It's Shakopee. 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 Uh, rescuers near Shakopee worked to free the pilot, the sheriff's office said in a news release. Tom, who was the sole occupant of the plane, was not injured in he the accident. He did piss himself mercilessly, but it's okay. It's definitely, like, it's dangling by the the one tire of the landing gear. It's fixed wheels, like, you can't retract them up into the plane. Yep. Uh, so... I just picture him coming it along, and the one tire gets caught. And it slings him around several times, spins well, him around like a few part times. That blows my mind. It's just the power cords are like all close together, and the other ones don't even look like they've been touched. So it makes me feel like he True. flew upside down. And he went to pull away, and he just got caught. <laughs> no, actually, he was he Quote, was going in line with the power lines. Yeah, and he, he did like a sick with grind, but then he lost it and he flipped over. Uh, he was playing Tony Hot Pro Skate. Yeah, he was doing a, I a sick fifty-fifty. You know the the classic pilot stunt grinding. <laughs> he was doing a fifty-fifty and he went to go into a nose grind and just lost it. Oh, that's a tricky one. You got to watch out for those kids. <laughs> this incident could have been much worse," said the sheriff in a statement. "We are grateful the pilot was able to walk away without any injuries. Just so much piss on him, though." <laughs> The cockpit was three quarters the of the way full of piss. <laughs> he was screaming because he was drowning in his own urine. The Federal Aviation Administration is investigating the incident. Tis all. 
Yeah, I think that would be kind of fun. Um, also, how strong are those power lines? They're holding up a plane. <laughs> right. But there's literally next to no bend in those. That's the part that's more shocking than anything. Terrifying. Power lines are scary. Yeah, Anthony loses power for like almost a full week, and this guy can land a plane on it, and the power's fine. <laughs> yeah, that was, that, was, no, that was a pretty fun time. Uh, we lost power <laughs> on a Monday night around 10 o'clock, and we got power... Uh, power back Friday night at like seven thirty. It was real hot that week. Too. PM. Yeah, it was. It was a muggy week. That was. That must not have been great. It got up to ninety seven. One of the days. Woo! There was so much sweat. You get everyone walking because their body was slapping against itself. Squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> Just hear them thighs slapping. Mm, squeaking. That's great. Audio beautiful. <laughs> uh, well, audience. It is somber for me to say that we are, in fact, winding down with our episode count. So you have only so much time to send us an article for us to read to give you a shout-out. Do it, or you will miss out on this golden opportunity. <laughs> we've turned it to an infomercial. We've been shouting into the void. <laughs> we've been shouting into Head the on. void for the 40-plus episodes. <laughs> Head on. <laughs> for a limited time, you can get Buy- this... Pure silver coin. That's point nine 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 nine. That's five with the American buffalo on it. Pure silver for twenty dollars. Coin. Colonel Custard was holding when he charged those Native Americans, and he died. Now they only had a hundred coins on him during the charge. So for a limited time, this coin is going for. I can't believe we're saying it. Eight ninety five for payments of eight ninety five. Can you believe it, folks? Limit three per caller. <laughs> Can't have too much of Colonel's ghost in your house. We have to limit the three per caller. But yes, if you do have any weird or wild articles you would like to send us, you can still send us those at thisisstatehood at gmail.com. Once again, that is thisisstatehood, all one word, at gmail.com. So, you know, sometimes when I'm thinking of music, I think of screaming. I think of jazz. I think of... Screamo Jazz. <laughs> Screamo Jazz. Hamilton the Musical on ice. And then I'm like, man, you know what's close to the Statue of Liberty's shot glass size plane? Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, some would say. And that is the place where our music comes from. The beautiful state of shot glasses and liberty. And <laughs> there's days where <laughs> Flip is the music <laughs> where I love to listen to. So if you're ever wondering where we get our intro to in middle music for when I do that special thing, go check out Flip. They have amazing music. They might make you happy. <laughs> so thanks you, Flip, once again for supporting all we do on this show and approving every message that comes out. So go give them a listen. <laughs> all right. Uh, also, re- remember to review us on Spotify because we're funny. We're funny and you want to review us. Five stars. Only five stars, no less. If it's less than that, I will come to your house. and I if, will... you get, if you give us less than that, we don't want it. I'm just going to come to your house and annoy you, I guess. Derek will, Derek will somehow find where you live, even if you're in Turkey. Mm-hmm. I will smell my way to your house. Don't ask me how. <laughs> I will smell my way to your house. Weird. Mm, pretty. All right. Well, I've been your host this week, Will. I've... I have been your other host. <laughs> <laughs> and i've been your third host anthony wait hold on what what is this oh i'm getting oh. word they are cutting the He's price a for a limited time only for the next 50 customers <laughs> to oh oh seven no 695 folks you can't pass this one up this is a lifetime to get curl mustard ghost coins <laughs> <laughs>
Colonel Mustard's ghost. If this wasn't so late in the damn episode, that'd be the title. <laughs> <laughs> Stay weird, America. Stay weird, America.